Welcome to the Success Starts Within podcast, a podcast dedicated to teaching you all the tools and techniques you need to master the mental game and take your performances to the next level. Here's your host, Eli Straw. Right now, is there a disconnect between the level of your play in practice and the quality of your performance come game time? If there is, you are likely at the point of complete frustration. There is honestly nothing more irritating for an athlete or performer than to know that you can perform well because you've seen yourself do it time and time again in practice, yet come game time, you produce terribly below your potential. Not only is this cause for irritation and frustration, but also confusion, the question of why consumes your mind. Why? Just why can't you translate your play and practices into games? Well, I've got some good news for you. You can stop looking to mechanical issues for the reason. For most athletes, this is the first place that you're going to turn and something that I've, can, I've been there and I've done and I can attest, constant scrutiny to your mechanics will only lead to further problems. If it's not physical, then what is to blame? Beyond your physical talents, there is one place left to turn and that's your mindset. Hey there, I'm Eli Straw, mental performance coach and the founder of successstartwithin.com. Now, before we get into the video, go ahead and hit that subscribe button and notification bell if you're an athlete looking to improve your mental game. Now, in this video, you're gonna learn the main reason you play better in practices than games and a strategy that you can use to do something about it. For so many athletes and performers, our minds are the last place that we look. So much emphasis has been placed on physical skills. Now, of course, you must become highly skilled in your sport. However, physicality and mechanics are only one side of the equation. So what you want to do is let go of the, this need to perfect your mechanics. If you are doing well in practice, obviously you have the skills and talents that are necessary to succeed. What you need to do now is turn to the mental blocks, which are to blame for the lack of practice to game translation. So the first one's going to be pressure. At first glance, what will initially stick out to anyone in terms of the difference between games and practices is pressure. For the most part, pr practice is going to be a safe environment and a safe place. You're, you're able to fail over and over again there. Nobody's keeping score. There's no stat line. Really, there's just nobody judging your performance. And this automatically allows you to focus on your skills and improve the, the small details of your performance. But then when we jump to game time, it's almost as though everything changes. They're keeping score now, and mistakes are carefully pinpointed on a stat sheet. All of a sudden, so many other possibilities present themselves for you to turn, to, turn your focus onto. What this leads to is pressure. Pressure is derived from expectations. You expect yourself to perform a certain way. Your, your parents expect you to play well. Your coaches expect you to help the team win. Your teammates expect you to play well. But the interesting part about pressure is that all this pressure is created in your own mind. Yes, your coaches, teammates, parents, fans are all expecting you to perform well, but the pressure is all of your own making. Now, me saying that does not eliminate the presence of this pressure, but what it does is it helps you realize the power that you possess as the athlete. A lot of times we think we must feel pressure in order to be invested in our performance. However, the reality is allowing pressure to become fixed in your mind is probably going to result in lower levels of production. You are consumed with worry and fear, both of which are a direct result of the expectations you feel, leading to pressure becoming your main focal point of concern. Now, instead of trusting in your abilities and the success that you've seen in practice, you will begin to doubt yourself. This doubt grows the more pressure you place on yourself to succeed. Now, another mental block that's going to cause this disconnect is anxiety. Anxiety is characterized by extreme worry. This worry is based in fear, 
as you are concerned about the game not going the way that you want it to. That really is the main driving force for anxiety. We can get into all other technical areas, but at the core, your worry is driven by the idea that you are not going to succeed. What happens when your mind is full of anxious thoughts? Well, as you know, your performances will suffer. So much of success in sports and life boils down to your focus. When you are consumed with thoughts of worry and dread, that is where your attention is fixed. And so instead of focusing on what matters, you know, for example, your responsibilities, you are focused on the outcome. Not even a good outcome, but one in which you fail. In practice, you may feel some anxiety around what your coaches or teammates think of you, but nothing like during a game. Practice is a place where mistakes are welcomed. It provides you with an opportunity to learn and improve as a player. But come game time, it's easy to adopt the mindset that you must play perfectly. And this sort of perfectionism results in anxiety. Since anxiety is worry, you naturally worry about not being perfect. Anxiety also has a lot to do with judgment. During a game, there are so many more eyes on you. They're going to all be judging your every move. And most of the time in practice, people are not paying attention to every little move that you make. That all changes in a game, or at least you perceive that it changes. You make a bad pass, judgment. You strike out, judgment. You drop a pass, judgment. The concern and worry about what other people are thinking of you does nothing but interfere with the quality of your play. The more anxiety you feel, the further you will fear the outcome you are so desperately trying to avoid. And that brings us to the next mental block, the fear of failure. Anxiety is rooted in fear, and this fear, lasting long enough, morphs into a full-fledged fear of failure. And so why do we fear failing, especially if it's a natural and widespread understood necessity on the path to success as an athlete? Well, there are five main reasons we can point to as to why we fear failing. They all have one thing in common, though, a negative perception of what may happen if you fail. One reason is the expectation of feeling ashamed upon failing. Another is you, you worry that failure is going to cause negative self-talk, and this leads to emotion, an emotional state you dread, such as getting down on yourself. A third one is the impact that failure can have on your future plans. A fourth is feeling like you're going to lose the esteem of other people if you fail. And then lastly, there's also the belief that you may cause someone else stress if you fail. Now, when you're in practice, yes, there may be failures but the severity is much less than that of a performance. Likely, the fear of failure is not going to be seen as much during practice, except for the fear in the back of your mind of not performing well in the upcoming game. And then come game day, all of your fears surrounding failure are amplified. Today is a day that the consequences of failing will be felt. Weighing heavily on your mind, fear of failure results in poor focus, and it's also going to really lower your chances of reaching your peak performance. Now, what do pressure, performance anxiety, and fear of failure all have in common? They all have outcome-oriented thinking in common. As an athlete or performer, it's really a tricky dance between balancing wanting to succeed and keeping yourself focused on the process that's actually going to get you there. It's natural and easy for your mind to drift into the future, really wanting to control the outcome of your performance. But as the three previous mental blocks just outlined, allowing your mind to be fixed on the future leads to nothing but lowering your levels of performance. When you focus on the outcome, you find yourself taken out of the present moment. There needs to be a baseline idea of how you want a performance or a season to go. But once you get that baseline idea, what you need to do is then let go. Continuing to focus and concern yourself with whether or not it's gonna happen, it's only gonna tip the scale in favor of it not happening. Now, there are many really small details playing into the outcome of a game or a performance. All that you can do is focus on your responsibilities that you can control. 
Is it within your control to dictate what the outcome is going to be? Unfortunately, it's not. I know most of us wish it were the case, but simply put, you are only in control of yourself during a game. What you have the power to do is put yourself in the best position to succeed. By focusing on the present moment, your tasks and your responsibilities, you're going to be doing just that. Now, while the skills and techniques are the same between practices and games, the added pressure, the possibility of failure, and the outcome you desperately want can honestly make it feel like a different sport at times. And fans don't cheer for practice players, and no one's going to remember the athlete who cranked out killer practices. What matters is game time execution. So how can you get to the point where you're taking all that talent you show off in practice and you're transferring it into games? Knowing the mind is a true culprit, there are a few steps that you can take. So for step number one, you want to identify your main distraction. This is going to be the main mental block that's keeping you from performing freely and confidently during games. Think back to the three causes that I described earlier. Does the pressure from yourself or others really lead to an overwhelming distraction pulling all your focus away from the process? Maybe it's the anxiety resulting from the pressure that's driving your lack of production come game time. Or maybe fear of failure is the true leading factor for yourself. Now, I wish I could say each one of these will be distinctly different and easily identifiable for yourself. But the truth is, they're really all going to play off one another. Pressure often leads to fear, which then leads to anxiety surrounding failure. However, typically one stands out among the rest as the main reason for this disconnect. So think for yourself and identify your main distraction resulting in the lack of translation from practice play to game time execution. Now, once you identify what is getting in your way, what you want to do is work on changing it. And so that brings us to step two, which is to work through your distractor. There will be no improvement in your level of play if you fail to counteract the effect of the distraction. Pressure, anxiety, and fear of failure can all be overcome and handled in a more positive and healthy manner. All it takes is a little bit of effort and a strategy to follow. So what I'm going to do is break down three strategies for each one of these mental blocks. So how can you handle pressure? One of the most effective ways to manage pressure is witnessing yourself succeed in a pressure-filled environment. Now, this can be very difficult, especially if every time you're in this situation, you freeze up. And this is where mental imagery or visualization comes into play. What you want to do first is find yourself a quiet location, free from any distractions. Then get into a comfortable position with your back straight, either sitting in a chair or sitting on the ground. You probably don't want to lie down as this is going to make it more difficult to visualize. Then step three is take some nice deep breaths to get yourself relaxed. And then for step four, you want to create your scene. Bring yourself into the moment when you're feeling pressure. Make it as real as possible and really feel all those feelings of pressure and anxiety. Then for step number five, you want to generate your optimal emotional state. How would you want to feel in this situation if you got to choose? Get into that state. And then for step six, when you're in that emotional state, you want to imagine yourself performing well. Go through the scene and see yourself perform your skills well in that pressure-filled situation. Now, for overcoming performance anxiety, there are four steps that you can take if you want to manage this anxiety. Now, while you may never fully be free of worrisome thoughts, they're, since they're going to just be a part of your natural life, what you can do is work to overcome the negative effects of this form of thinking on your performance. So step number one is you have to accept your nerves. In the moment, just accept that your nerves are there. Then step two is you want to be preparing as much as possible. 
Step three, much like with pressure, you want to use some visualization. And then step four, you want to really just let go of the expectations you have going into the performance. Now, if you want to learn more about overcoming performance anxiety, go ahead and click the video that I've linked right here. And then for managing your fear, when fear of failure is getting in your way, what you need to do is make a shift from worrying about failure to focusing more on the process. What you want to do is accept the fear of failure, just like with the anxiety. Then you want to locate the cause of your fear of failure. What's really keeping, what's really making you afraid? Then step three is you want to implement mental training tools such as self-talk, imagery, and mindfulness to manage this fear. Now, once again, if you want to learn more about overcoming the fear of failure, I've linked a video up here that goes into much more detail. And now, once you're beginning to work through these mental blocks, step number three for turning practice skills into game time execution is to work on becoming more process-oriented. Do you remember that I said the number one factor of this disconnect between practices and games is outcome-oriented thinking? By allowing your mind to become consumed with thoughts about the outcome of your performance, you remove yourself from the present moment. But success happens in the present moment. It may seem to culminate with a win or a certain stat line, but the real success happens each moment during the competition. The more you can stay focused in the present moment, the greater your chances of success. Now, the interesting thing is, this doesn't mean you don't want to win. It just means you're asking yourself, how? How do I get that stat line? How do I win? Well, by focusing on the process. And leading into a competition, one of the best ways to get yourself focused on the process is by setting process goals, also known as performance objectives. What you want to do is set process goals in terms of your mindset and your physical performance, and you want to make sure that these are completely within your control. Not only does this keep your attention from drifting too much into the future, but it also helps you stay more focused on what's in your control that's going to help you perform well. Now, if your goal is to reach peak performance, you have to figure out how the skills that you have can then translate into games. What you want to do is you first want to identify the main distractor causing this frustration and work on managing it in a better way. And then you need to train yourself to focus on the process during competition. If you do, in no time you'll see more of the success you achieve in practice become the success you achieve in games. So right now, are you struggling with turning practice skills into game time execution? If you are, then you may also be interested in a more personalized and in-depth approach to turning practice skills into game time execution. And that's where I have one-on-one -on -one mental performance coaching. With one-on-one -on -one mental performance coaching, I will work with you to build a plan targeted towards getting you on track to succeeding games, just like you are doing during practice. And so to learn more about one-on-one -on -one mental coaching, go ahead and click the link that I've put in the description below. If you want to hear more mental game tips, subscribe to the podcast, subscribe to the Success Starts Within YouTube channel, follow Eli on Instagram, the handle is at Eli Straw, and subscribe to our weekly newsletter at successstartswithin.com.